Welcome to the Real Life Runners Podcast, episode number 250, How to Stay Consistent Without a Race on the Calendar. We know as runners that when you have a race on the calendar, there's a good reason to stay consistent. There's a good reason to stay quote unquote motivated. But what do we do when we don't have a race on the calendar or when that race is kind of far down the road? That's what we're talking about today. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right. Awesome. So today we are talking about how to stay consistent without a race on the calendar. Which is tricky because so many people fall out of consistency as soon as the race is done. It's true. And this is one thing that we hear from people all the time is just um, how important it is for them to have a race. Like if they go through a period where they're inconsistent, like one of the first things that people say is, I need to put a race on the calendar, right? Or I I just need to have, I need to find a race because they go through these periods of inconsistency, right? Where they're not running, they're not training, or maybe they are running, but just kind of very unfocused with their training. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Without, without a race in the schedule, it's like, oh, well, I ran like four days last week, but this week I only got in one. And I I would hire a coach, but I don't even have a race on the schedule. We hear that a lot. I could hire a coach, but I don't have a race on the schedule. So what would I need a coach for? Right. Or like we've even had people that have come and joined our training program and they train for a race. And then they're like, okay, well, I don't have another race on the calendar, so I don't really need to pay for a coach. And we, I understand all of that, right? Like there's a definite, um, push towards if you are a runner that races, you want to always have something on the calendar, right? Like if, cause there are, I think are two different kinds of runners out there. There are runners that like to race and then there are runners that really don't race at all because, and most runners actually don't race at all. Like most people that run, don't do races. I guess the, the difference is that most of the runners that I know do races. Totally. So it's weird that like, well, cause it, that's the world that we're in. Right. So it makes sense when you say most runners don't do races. Yeah. I, I get on board with that. It's just the, the population that I'm surrounded with that, that is not my group of people. No. <laughs> well, and it's probably not the people that are listening to this podcast also, you know, like I think that a lot of times if you're listening to a running podcast, it's because you want to improve. And most people, when they think about improving, they think that they either want to run a faster time or run a longer distance. And a lot of times that's correlated with some sort of race. Yes. That makes a good sense. Right. I ran a 5k. How fast could I race a 10k? Exactly. Marathon, whatever. So, you know, this is the problem that a lot of runners find themselves in is like, if they don't have a race on the calendar, they find that they're just inconsistent with their training or very unfocused and kind of doing all sorts of things. Well, that's why 2020 just blew things up. Right. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Right. And so what we want to talk about today is why, you know, races are great, but they aren't our only goals in training. They don't have to be the only thing that we think about when it comes to training. There can be lots of other goals that we can have as a runner and different ways to build our training plans and our training cycles around these different goals in order to make us stronger, faster runners and prepare us, you know, for a later race or something, you know, a bigger goal in the future. Yeah, Maybe you have a, maybe you do have a race on the schedule, but that race isn't for like nine months. Mm -hmm. Maybe that race is next year. Um, when I was in college, my coach recommended that we just find some local road races to do over the summer, not for anything, not for like, Oh, you have to make sure you knock out a Mm -hmm. 5k and hit it in this time. He just wanted us to be like racing on a regular thing, just because it's, it's exciting. You kind of feel that crowd, that energy. So just rather than get out of the rhythm of racing, he just kind of enjoyed putting Mm -hmm. that in training thing because it 
otherwise a lot of the like summer training that I was doing in college is just a lot of boring miles. Yeah, for sure. So what are some other goals that we can have other than train for a race? Okay. So number one, improving endurance, right? That would be something like a base building plan, right? Sure. So say you do have this goal in mind, like you want to run a half marathon or a full marathon. And right now you're at like a 5k level, you're going to need to build mileage and build base and endurance in order to be able to achieve that goal. Yeah. And I mean, some people that that is their pure goal yeah. of, I currently run 15 miles a week. I would like to be able to run 20 miles a week. Mm -hmm. And the best plan of attack is not to just throw five extra miles onto one of your runs during the week. <laughs> it's really not the safest of, of trips from 15 to 20 miles. Right. But a lot of people like that's their, that's their goal. They're mm -hmm. like over the next few weeks, I'd like to go from being consistent at 15 to consistent at 20 or from 20 to 30, like whatever mm -hmm. it is, it just to run more. Right. Exactly. Um, other goals that you could have other than racing are to gain strength. You, like we can, we often put people, especially when they first join our training team, we put people on strength building plans, especially if they have any sort of history of running injuries, oh, because yeah. if in building up for a longer race, it's very, very important to address any underlying weaknesses or injuries or cracks in the foundation, as we like to call them. You know, yeah. we like to talk about building a strong running foundation and your strength is a huge part of that. Yeah. I think like one of the subcategories under gain strength is rehab from injury. Yeah. Like it's, it's rehab from an injury, maybe an injury that just kind of keeps popping up from time to time. Mm -hmm. Not even that you have one right now, but you know, that spot that sometimes gives you issues. So it's rehab from injury or prehab to prevent yourself, mm -hmm. whatever the next goal is make sure that you're strong enough to take on anything that you're doing after this cycle. Exactly. Um, other goals that people might want to have are like to gain speed is, is one. Um, usually that does correlate with a race, you know, but there are sometimes people just want to get faster speed or power, speed or power. Yep. And then another common goal would be to lose weight. You know, there are a lot of people that want to lose weight when it comes to, and, and they think that running is a good way to, to help them do that. Um, I have a different you know, view on that and <laughs> that we're not getting into today. But what I will tell you is that we do not recommend trying to lose weight and train for a race at the same time. Those two goals do not go together very well. That's why I put that one on there right. is because training for a race, especially a longer race or a race that you need like a lot of speed for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, shorter races. So whether you're training for a longer race or a shorter race, losing weight simultaneously <laughs> is probably not the best plan. Probably not the best. I think I've covered the spectrum there. Right. So, you know, it's important to remember that sometimes that goal is beyond some of the more obvious training goals, but some of those goals that are a little bit bigger, they start with that maintenance, right? They start yeah. with building that consistency first, right? Because if you want to build endurance, if you want to build strength, if you want to train for a race, whatever your, you know, end goal might be. A lot of times we have to start with that consistency, especially if you're someone that really believes, oh, I need to race on the calendar in order to get faster than um, just starting with a base level of consistency and maintenance is a really strong it's a, a good idea. Yeah. So, you know, you've got these things like, I want to get faster. I run one farther. I want to get stronger. Those are like some big training goals, but maybe you don't have those things in mind. Maybe you're good with what your training looks like right now, but you have some other like supplementals that you kind of need to fine tune, like your sleep or mm -hmm. your nutrition, maybe your hydration. Maybe you just want to enjoy running more. Maybe you want to take down your stress levels. So you just like to kind of keep your exercise levels where it is, but focus on some other things that's maintaining while putting some emphasis and being like, all right, I'd like to maintain this level, but I need to make sure that my nutrition is on point also.
you know, or I, that I'm sleeping more than I, I traditionally sleep. Yeah, for sure. Right. So, you know, to all of those things are really, really important to focus on. Right. And we do recommend that people take training cycles to maybe focus on some of those things, right. To again, build that foundation. So whatever you choose to focus on, it is best to have something that you are focusing on, right? If you want to gain the benefits from your training, it's best to actually have a goal in mind. You can, it can be something other than a race, like we just talked about, right? It can be strength. It could be nutrition. It could be, you know, all these different things, but what is that actual goal? So when you choose that goal, after you figure that out, you can then mix in a wide variety of workouts which will help you improve because you're being a lot more consistent. Right. So instead of like throwing just a bunch of random workouts at the wall and Mm -hmm. hoping that you'll improve, like you will, if you continuously throw a wide variety of workouts, you kind of touch on different speeds and different endurances, Mm -hmm. you will gradually improve. But if you have a specific goal in mind, I'd like to get faster. I'd like to run further. If you have a specific thing, you can kind of tailor your Mm -hmm. training towards that specific goal. Like you said, if you, if you have something to focus on, then it actually gives you some direction. Like a lot of times when people get into training for a race, they've got a race plan. It's all laid out in front of them. Mm -hmm. Like I hit all my workouts and I'm good. I get, I get from point A where I am, I get to point B, the starting line. Well, and that's why people love training for races. Of course. Yeah. But point B doesn't have to be a starting line. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the kind of what we're going at here is point B can be whatever you want it to be. Point B could be increased mileage, increased strength, but it needs to be something that's definable Mm -hmm. so that you can make a training plan that's actually directed towards it. Right. And that's why specificity is so important, right? Like, so when you create a goal, like you could say, like, I want to get stronger, right? But that getting stronger is very nebulous. Like getting stronger doesn't and the problem with the nebulous goals is that you're not really sure when you get there, right? So if your goal is to get stronger, how do you actually know if you get there? How do you know if you're actually stronger? And that's why specificity is so important. When you have a specific goal in mind, then you actually know, right? So say you start your training cycle and you're like, I want to get stronger this training cycle, right? So in order to do that, I'm going to strength train three times per week. I'm going to run three times per week. The goal here is to build strength, right? It's always important for you to find that starting point of where you are right now, right? So how much can I lift currently? So choose a movement, right? A a squat, a deadlift, whatever that movement might be. Maybe like three major movements. Three major movements. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to give one example, but yeah, yeah, that would be a much more comprehensive way to do it um, is choosing some movements and kind of seeing, okay, where am I now with this movement? Like how much am I able to lift? If you like to lift weights, how many reps am I able to do? Like if I am working on like my core and my hip strength, right? For a plank, how long can I hold a plank position? Mm -hmm. How many pushups can I do? Right. have some sort of specific way to measure your strength, whether that's the weight or the repetitions or whatever it might be. And then you can set a very specific goal on how you know if you achieved it, right? So if you're currently able to do say, um, a squat with 50 pounds and 10 repetitions, you know, is your goal hundred pounds, right. Or 75 pounds, whatever it might be. Right. Or you can currently hold a plank for 15 seconds. My goal would be to be able to hold it for a minute by the end of the month or by the end of the six week cycle. Well, yeah. You added two things in there is specificity on what the goal is and your timeline and the timeline. Like, yeah. The timeline is, is helpful to, you know, check back in mm-hmm. because when there's a race on the schedule, you know what the timeline is, it's, right. you know, when you actually sign 
signed up for the race, that's, that's the end of it. Mm -hmm. So when you have these, these goals that are not directly connected to races, you still have to put an end on it. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you have to be successful by that date, but that's when you're going to check in and see, all right, is the training going the way that I want it to, Mm -hmm. or do I need to rethink what's going on? Like my goal was to get stronger, but I'm lifting the same and I feel the same. This is not improving exactly the way I want it to. Exactly. So once you get that goal in mind, once you focus on that outcome that you want, that goal, now your first step is to determine what you will need to do to be able to reach that goal. Okay. So we like to think of the goal, like, especially like bigger goals as kind of the lighthouse in the distance. They're the things that direct us. They're the things that we know that we're moving toward. That's why goals are so important. Races are like we covered already. Your goals can be something outside of racing, but you still need to have a clear goal defined so that you know which direction you're moving. And then what you do is you kind of take a step back and you're like, okay, that's my goal. Here's where I am now. Now, what are the steps that I need to actually get me to my goal? Right. And then it depends on what that goal is. Like, Mm -hmm. is it endurance? Is it speed? Is it strength? Like those are your big three inside of like the classic training plans. You know, we talked about some of the other ones, like, like sleep and nutrition, but your big three, like if you want to increase endurance, you're going to have to stretch out the length of your runs. Mm -hmm. If you want to get faster, you're going to have to add, if you're not currently doing speed, you need to put some speed in. If maybe you have a speed session, are they as fast as they're supposed to be? Are you doing all of them at like a sprint speed and nothing's that, that like more moderate speed Mm -hmm. because you're missing something on the plan. Maybe you're focusing on strength. You want to put an extra strength rate into your training week, like however it is. Mm -hmm. If you've got them all on your plan already, you're like, no, 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 I have all these things in my plans. Great. Okay. But are you consistent with them? Is there one thing that you're always missing? Because if you're trying to improve endurance, skipping the long run every other week is not going to help you. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to improve strength and you're like, yeah, but maybe not today. No, it has to be today if if that's your focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's it's very important for you to kind of lay this out and just like figure out what is it that I need? What is it that I'm missing? What is it that is going to help me to achieve this? goal. The second thing that you're going to need to do is to be honest about your commitment that you have towards this goal and the time that you're willing to spend on like chasing this goal, right. Or trying to achieve this goal. Because a lot of times if we pick a race, like this is why putting a race on the calendar is kind of an easy thing. Cause you're like, okay, well <laughs> half marathon. Then you go to the Google and you're like, you Google half marathon plan and half marathon plan pops out. And it tells you that you need to run five days per week. And here are your runs, right? This is why people like races, but you can do this without a race. You can just decide what you want to do, right? Like this is the power that we have as runners. And I don't think a lot of people trust themselves to be able to make these types of decisions, right? Because they don't want to get it wrong. And this is one, one of the things that we are really, we're actually creating a new program to help people learn how to do this themselves. So how to actually create a training plan from start to finish and actually personalize it and customize it to them, their goals, their lifestyle. And that's really what we're talking about here is like with the lifestyle that you want to live right now with how much time and effort and commitment you want to dedicate to your running. Is this a goal that you really want to go after? Right. Which might be time to reassess what the goal is or to reassess your time commitment. Like they might not match with each other. Mm -hmm. If you're like, no, 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 I really, I want to increase the, the amount of time I'm running. I'm currently running 30 miles a week. I want to run 40 miles a week. 
but then you look at your schedule and you're like, I don't know where I'm going to put 10 extra miles mm-hmm. in. Like if you don't have the time that you're willing to use to reach that goal, then that might not be the goal for you because it's actually not that important because there's, there's time in the week, there's mm-hmm. hours in the week. You just have to take something else away and turn it into more running if that's what your goal is. Right. Exactly. So like, like you're saying, when you, when you kind of figure out how, like what you need to do in order to achieve this goal, then you really have to just start putting it out onto a calendar, right? Like whether that's in an app or whether that's a paper calendar, depending on however you like to do it, like you have to figure out like how many days per week do I need to run? How many days per week do I need to strength train? Am I willing to do all of these types of things, right? And and then you kind of create this plan, this skeleton, and that will help to make sure that you're focused on that goal. But then you also have to think about like these other important areas, right? That often (laughs) don't go on the calendar, right? Like there, there are certain things that we tend to put on the calendar and like see in in black and white like a number of how many miles each miles right or this strength workout (laughs) or this thing right but a lot of runners don't think about the other things like you know nutrition or sleep or recovery outside of like putting in rest day you know on the calendar like but are you actually planning out how much sleep you need, how much recovery you need, how you're fueling your workouts like all these other things that don't necessarily go on a calendar but are there are but are very important to help you achieve your goal. So for example, if your goal is to build strength, okay, you can't just add strength training to your your plan, right? Like it can't just be that. You also have to increase your protein intake because protein is the building block of muscle. So if you are increasing your strength training or speed training really, because Mm -hmm. speed is another form of strength training, that's really power, but either way, by increasing your protein intake nutritionally, you're actually improving your body's ability to build muscle, which is going to increase the likelihood that you're going to achieve that goal. Excellent. And one of the other examples, things that people like miss out on this of, all right, well, I want to get faster. I want to run further. So I need to put in this, you know, speed session. And that speed workout takes a little bit longer than not doing a speed session because there's like recoveries built in. It just, it's a longer workout than just going out for whatever the miles is, or I want to increase endurance. So now my run is going to be 15 minutes longer, 20 minutes longer, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to lose any sleep. So I'll just, I'll, I'll, continue to get up when I get up, but now I've lost the mobility drills on the end of my run. Mm. I've lost strides on the end of it, or I finish my run. And then I just, I almost, I skip breakfast because I don't have any more time because I had to squeeze in extra time out yeah. on the road. So I, I lose some of those things. There's so much that can disappear mm-hmm. that you don't think is all that important. You're like, I don't know, but my key here was to increase endurance and right. I got in an extra mile. No, no, you're missing other things. You have to figure out how to fit it all in. Right. Because a lot of times we as runners think that the mileage is the most important thing when in reality, the mileage is just one component of yeah, being of a many. good, <laughs> yeah, of be, being a good runner or being able to achieve that goal. Right. Like, like you, Kevin, um, for those of you that maybe don't know if this is the first podcast you're listening to, if it is, you should listen to last week's podcast where we're talking <laughs> about Kevin's big goal that he's training for, um, this year, which is a hundred mile run. And like his biggest thing, like last he, a couple of weeks ago, he ran 50 miles, his biggest challenge 
throughout this entire training cycle has not been the miles. It's been the nutrition, right? It's right. been getting in the amount of food that he needs to be able to give his body the fuel to run that insane amount of miles, right? Like, and if you were only focusing on just the running and not putting as much thought and um, focus on the nutrition, then you would not be able to achieve this goal. Well, the nutrition is super key, but also yeah. I'm making sure that I get up a little extra early, not just for the miles, mm -hmm. but I have to do a little mini strength session before I head out on particularly long runs because my body just feels better. Yeah. It's like some muscle activation stuff. That's it's not a lot of time, but it's a little extra five minute window. Mm -hmm. And I refuse to cut sleep short. Yeah. So you have to figure out how to get everything in there without giving up on the appropriate recovery that your body needs, mm -hmm. whether it's fuel or sleep or, you know, de-stressing, like you need to make sure that your body is actually recovering so that it can gain mm -hmm. the benefits and not just break. Yeah. And that's why pre-planning all this in advance is very important, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to need to now wake up 15 minutes earlier, then maybe you're going to want to go to bed a little bit earlier, right? Yep. Like, so that's all part of the planning process. Like, okay, I know that I, I need to wake up earlier. I don't want to lose out on that sleep because that sleep is such a, a critical component of how my body feels and how I'm able to recover. And if I'm going to be able to achieve this goal. So now I'm going to have to go to bed 15 minutes or a half an hour earlier than I was before. Yeah. And so it, it all just trickles down. So yeah. then it's like, okay, well, on this week, I've got whatever thing in the evening. So that means I can't get up super early and mm -hmm. do a longer workout the next day. So now I got to move that longer workout to somebody else. Mm -hmm. you, it's helpful to have a plan because you then have a starting point right. that gives you the options of moving things around. Like, well, it won't work on Wednesday. Let's try and move that forward in the week, backwards in the week, mm -hmm. have it, have a structure, have a skeleton laid out so that you can then actually have something to manipulate. Otherwise you're just you're guessing every day what it is that you're going to do. And that yeah. doesn't provide any security at all. Well, and it doesn't provide any improvement, right? And it's, and it's really why so many runners just plateau, right? Because they're not using these in-between periods, like, like these longer periods in between races. If you're not somebody that likes to put a, a race on the calendar every couple of months and you kind of go large, longer chunks without a race, mm -hmm. like then essentially your fitness is declining. If you're not using that time wisely to either maintain or improve in something, your fitness is probably declining. And so then when you jump into that race cycle again, then you're like, okay, well, I'm starting here. And you kind of build up and you do that race and you're like, huh, that's weird. Why haven't I improved? The it's, exact same thing. Yeah. Because you know, the three months that you weren't on any sort of plan and just kind of floating randomly and just kind of doing whatever you want, your fitness was actually declining. So you weren't starting from, you know, the end of the last race, you actually went down and then you basically built back up to where you were again. And like, that's kind of the cycle that a lot of runners find themselves in where they're just not making progress because they don't use these in between times very effectively. It it looks like a plateau if you only look at race results, yeah. but it's actually not. It's climbing up to that height and then and dropping then falling, back down and right. then climbing to that height and falling again because you keep falling. You don't have to fall, mm -hmm. which kind of leads towards the next thing that we want to talk about is what do you do if like, you do have a race on the schedule. It's just that that race is kind of far out, right? Like the, it's, it's out on the schedule. You can use that time to plan in all sorts of things, depending on what you think the, the week area is that you're going to need extra time to prep for, for the race, you know? So the way that I like to kind of think about, we've got some clients that are like, I have a marathon, but it's not for six months, eight months. Mm -hmm. I start at the marathon and then I go backwards. Right. All right. So here's your marathon. Here's a marathon plan. Let's go backwards mm -hmm. from that. And then look at what that marathon plan starts at. Like 
is it expecting you to be able to run 13 miles at the start of the plan? Yeah. Is it expecting you to be able to run 10 miles? Well, from where you're at, you better make sure that you at least get that distance up there. If you're not used to running that distance, you might want to spend some time working on strength, like because that extra mileage and extra pounding strength is going to be super important for it. So you want to make sure that you've got yourself in a strong foundation mm -hmm. to start the like race specific training plan. Yeah. And that's why I love the clients that come into our, our training um, program with a longer timeline, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're like, my goal is the Chicago marathon, which is in nine months. Okay. Yep. Well, how do I get as well prepared for that as I can we're, since we're starting in January. Yeah. Right. And then this is like where it gets really, really fun because those people just, they exceed all of their own expectations, right? Because they hear stories from their friends, or maybe they've had experiences in the past of races that they've trained for that haven't gone as well. Right. But when we have longer timelines and can actually like start from that goal race and work backwards, it is so much more effective because then we can, again, going back to where we we started um, earlier in the episode, assess where you are right now. Okay. Here's point a, but now point B is not for, you know, nine months, yep. right? Okay. What do I, how do I fill up those nine months? And for a lot of runners, this looks very daunting. They're like, I have no idea. Right. And they're like, oh, well, I don't need to start training for that until 16 weeks out. Bingo. Right. And then they just kind of float around and do whatever they want. And they're like, oh no, my marathon plan is only 16 weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I even had, um, someone, uh, inside our team say this to me and I'm like, okay, but don't just think you can do whatever you want. Like, yep. like, no, 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 don't worry. Like I'm going to maintain this base. I'm going to be, and like, she had a plan in her head and then she's like, but when do I need to start my marathon training? I'm like, okay, as long as we are on the same page and you know, like, okay, you need to have a certain level of base mm -hmm. in order to start that plan. Then we're good to go. Right. Yeah. So go ahead. Okay, like all these training plans you find online, there's a coach somewhere that created these things mm -hmm. and there's no coach of, of any level. That's going to be like, well, the best way to train for a marathon is to commit 16 weeks to it. All of them are looking at like a much longer build out mm -hmm. months, years of build out yeah. that culminates in these final 16 weeks that kind of then tailor in towards the race. But the farther out you are from the race, the more, the less specific you have to be on the race itself, right. the more deviation from like race speed you can be. Mm -hmm. You can do much faster things. You can do much slower things yep. like months and months ago. I like I'm training for a hundred mile race last year, the, towards the end of last year, I was doing some like higher end 5k speed work. Mm -hmm. That's not directly applicable, but right. you know, in terms of like ultra marathon or marathon training for, for many people, mm -hmm. try and get yourself as fast as possible in like the months before it. And then as you get closer, you kind of hone in on marathon pace. Well, because that builds strength and power, right? Like when you're working on speed, that also builds your strength and power as well. Yeah. And that's really why, um, those long runways are so helpful because you can use training cycles to focus on multiple areas too. Like this is kind of the fun thing is kind of figuring out how all these pieces kind of work together. Right. Yep. So if you knew that you had nine months going up to a marathon and you knew that three of those months or four of those months is going to be the marathon training cycle itself, then you still have, you know, four or five months to work with here or six months to work with. Okay. What do you, what do we want to do with those months? You know, do we want to build some endurance or do we want to base build? Like, where are you now? Are you at a 5k level or a half marathon level, right? There's a big difference between those two starting points, right? So if you're currently able to run a 5k and the goal is a marathon, you're going to really need to focus on building base mileage to get 
to that half marathon point so that you can successfully start your marathon training plan, right? right. There's a lot of marathon plans that start around 13 miles. Yeah, exactly. So you might want to do one cycle, you know, where you build strength, right? So you're really focused on strengthening and really building that foundation so that when you start to increase your mileage, your body's able to tolerate it, right? Because anytime you increase the training load on the body, your body needs to be strong enough to tolerate that load. And if it's not strong enough to tolerate it, that's where running injuries come in. And this is why so many runners end up injured because they start training and start increasing their load and their body's just not ready to handle it. Right. And a lot of people think it's only because they're ramping up their mileage too quickly. And that's just not true. That's also a myth that's out there is like ramping up mileage too quickly is the only reason that people get injured. It's not right. It's one of the common reasons that people get injured, but not strength training, not performing mobility, not doing these other things, not getting the right nutrition, not getting enough sleep and recovery. All of these things have play a role in running injuries. And so how can you take training cycles and stack them together for you to be able to most successfully complete whatever that long-term race goal is? Yeah. I'd argue that increasing mileage does not necessarily cause the running injury. It just highlights whatever thing you're missing along yes, the way. Yes, totally. <laughs> like, yes, you're increasing training load and that's going to point out the crack in your training plan over there. Yeah. Oh, now you're broken. Exactly. Um, so most of the time we strongly recommend that you kind of pick a goal faster, longer, right. stronger. What one of the big three out there. Yeah. Like the big three that you're really working with here, um, is number one, training for a race. Sure. Number two, building your base. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which can be mileage or strength. Um, and number three is maintenance, right? Like those are really the three main focuses that you can have for any training cycle. So when we talk about base building, that can mean strength or mileage or both. And that's really what we want to talk about right now. Right. That combo of both. So often we say that you can build strength or you can build endurance, but we don't usually recommend them going at the same time. Right. Right. If you're trying to gradually over a long, like runway in front of you, increase your mileage so that you can, you're up to the double digits. So you can like start a marathon training plan or something to that effect. You can focus on increasing strength while very slowly, gradually increasing your mileage, especially the long run so that you can build that thing up knowing that because you're putting your effort and your focus on increasing your strength, you might not feel great on all of your Mm -hmm. long runs, but the goal is not, you know, hit your long runs feeling fresh. The goal is to be able to be out there for a good amount of time and focus on that strength. So you're not getting hurt as you Mm -hmm. very gradually increase it. Uh, There's so many training marathon training plans out there that are like, all right, you're at 13 this week, then 14, the next and 15, the next Mm -hmm. and 16, the next. If you've got a longer runway, you can be like, all right, you're at six this week. Cool. Now seven. And now maybe back to six and then try eight and then Mm -hmm. maybe back to six. Like you don't have to just every single week, keep tacking on mileage, especially if you're also focusing on increasing your strength, right? You can do it in a much more gradual manner. Yeah. And that's really beneficial, but this is what, again, where a lot of runners kind of get into trouble is that they kind of do whatever they want. Maybe they do some strength training. Maybe they do some running, maybe they do some cardio, you know, cross training or other, other cardio. And then they download a plan from the internet and that gives them, you know, running five days a week and strength training two or three times a week. And they haven't really been doing any of that, or they've been doing it, but very inconsistently. And then all of a sudden they are trying to build strength, build endurance and train for a race all at the same time. Right. And 
a lot of times they're not as focused on nutrition, which is why people always talk about how hungry they are during marathon training. And, and, you know, if you just try to layer on losing weight on top of that and trying to like cut calories, that that's just a huge recipe for disaster. That's like a a whole hurricane of running injuries ready to just explode everywhere. I don't know how hurricanes explode. Hurricane, an exploding (laughs) hurricane of injuries sounds Awful. And I don't want to know what the, the alarm on my phone is of the hurricane of running injuries coming out. I was I alert. Was, well, there was another thing that I could have used as an explosion metaphor, but like, I just didn't want to go. There's a lot of metaphors going way. on there. I okay. Know. But anyway, so just understand that if you do choose to build strength and endurance at the same time, number one, you need a longer runway. You need a longer cycle. Right. Because both of those will build slower. Exactly. Um, you, so you can do both simultaneously, but it's going to take you a longer period of time to do it. Um, number two, your longer runs, especially are not going to feel great. Okay. Your legs also might feel a little bit dead during your speed sessions also. Um, and then number three, you are putting yourself at a higher risk of injury. Okay. The longer your training cycle in your runway is the less risk of injury it is, but when you're trying to do both simultaneously, you are also increasing your risk. Right. So if you have a long enough timeline, you really could stack these. You could yeah. do a strength thing where your mileage is pretty consistent, and then you could maintain the strength and then increase endurance after that, or, yeah. or flip them. You yeah. could increase your, your endurance and then maintain, maintain that right. and then up your, your strengthening on there. Right. And that's really the benefit of having these separate training cycles that each have a very you know, specific focus to them and being able to take those cycles and stack them up for those longer term goals. Yes. It keeps away the hurricane of injury cycles, <laughs> hurricane of injury, cycles. hurricane of injury cycles. Right. So hopefully you guys understand, um, you know, kind of what we're talking about here when it comes to how to train without having a race on the calendar or without having an imminent race on the calendar, right? Like it's very important for us to have some sort of goal to our training cycle. And we at Real Life Runners, we really like 90 day training cycles. That's typically how we recommend that people um, kind of structure their training. And of course you can modify that, you know, like maybe people want to do a strength building month, you know, like they want to just focus on strength training for a month or six weeks or eight weeks. Right. And then jump into a training cycle. Um, so it just depends on like what your calendar looks like, but it is very important for you to have that singular focus of each cycle. And then by stacking those training cycles, um, on top of each other, you can get to bigger goals. That's how you stop um, plateauing and you right. actually keep making progress. That, that's, there's no the plateau. You, you, instead of going up and then back down and then up and back down, right. you actually just keep a gradual incline and you reach goals that you never thought possible. Exactly. So if you guys want to learn more about how to actually do this, um, we are actually running our, our next five day running challenge. It's a free challenge that we like to run, um, a few times a year. And the focus of this challenge is going to be how to run faster without pushing harder. Okay. Cause there's a lot of runners out there that think, well, if I want to get faster, I just have to keep pushing harder. Right. I just have to go out. And if that run took me 30 minutes last week, I'm going to try to hit it in 29 minutes this, this week. Right. Mm-hmm. And they just think every time I go out, I just have to try to push a little bit harder and get a little bit faster. And that is definitely not the best way for you to get faster. Okay. So we want to break it down for you inside of our free five-day running challenge. 
So if you want to register for that and learn how to run faster without pushing harder, head over to five day to sign up today. Or if you forget that, just go to our website, realliferunners.com. There's a button right on the homepage that will take you um, to the registration page so that you can register for that free five day challenge. It's going to be super fun. Um, we're going to be running that challenge live May 9th through the 13th. Okay. Kickoff is on May 9th. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to be going live every single day to help you guys understand how to train in a way that is customized to you, your goals, how to lay out a personalized plan for success so that you can run faster without pushing harder. All right. So head to the website, realliferunners.com or five day running challenge Dot com. Um, and as always, thank you guys for leaving reviews on iTunes. I just found out that you can now leave reviews on Spotify also. So if Excellent. you are someone that likes to listen to us on Spotify, you can also leave us a rating and a review on Spotify. And we appreciate those so much because that they help us to um, reach new runners and help other people with their training. So don't forget five day running challenge.com. We will see you guys there. I can't wait to run that next live challenge. I'm so excited because I've totally revamped the entire challenge. So if you've done one of our challenges in the past, this one is completely different. Okay. It's very new, very very different. Um, we have a a brand new program that we're creating. Like I said, also, um, that we'll be launching the week after the challenge to actually teach you how to create your own training plan. It's not an ongoing membership. Like what we have now, it's a one-time program that you can come in and I will, we will coach you live on how to create your own training plan. I a whole thing. It's, it's going to be awesome. Let's we'll see how many people um, made it to the end of the podcast. You're really just giving know, them everything. No, I know. I know. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's what we've got going on for you. And I'm not going to give you anything else because yeah, I've already, I've already given you a lot. <laughs> so as always guys, thank you for spending this time with us. This has been the real life runners podcast episode number 250. Now get out there and run your life. <laughs>